This podcast contains parables and simple expressions which represent the essence of the sutras he true teachings of the Shakyamuni Buddha, the founder of Buddhism. I sincerely hope that this podcast will provide you with guidance in your encountering of the Buddha in daily life and provides you with fresh answers to your life's situations. This passages in this booklet were excerpted and edited from, The Teaching of Buddha, which is published by Buddhist Missionary Association There is a significant pledge called the, Three Treasures, that is recited by Buddhists all over the world, I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma. I take refuge in the Sangha. Buddha. Shakyamuni is the historical figure of Buddha, however the heart of Buddha has been provided to us as the truth today. This inner heart is recalled by the Buddha statue which is the embodiment of the teachings of Buddha. Dharma. The Dharma means the teaching that the Buddha taught. Its contents can be heard as your inner truth, which is recalled by the written teachings described in the sutras. Sangha. The Sangha originally meant a group of disciples which assembled around Shakyamuni. This is the group of those who possess a beautiful heart and practice the truth based on the Dharma that Buddha taught. To believe in the, three treasures, composed of Buddha, teachings and sacred friends is to let your narrow heart spread toward the vast world of truth which transcends all comprehension. A question of life. The sufferings of the young prince. The Shakya clansmen dwelt along the Rohini river which flows among the southern foothills of the Himalayas. Their king Shadodana Gautama established his capital at Kapalavastu and there had a great castle built and ruled wisely, winning the acclaim of his people. One night his queen Maya had a strange dream in which she saw a white elephant entering into her womb through the right side of her chest and she became pregnant. According to their custom, the queen returned to her parents' home for the birth, but on her way she took a rest in the Lumbini garden and a prince was born. This memorable day was the eighth day of April. The joy of the king was great and he named the child Siddhartha, which means, every wish fulfilled. However, delight was followed quickly by sorrow, for after several days Queen Maya suddenly died. Her younger sister, Mahaprajapati, became the child's foster mother and brought him up. At the age of seven the prince began his lessons in the civil and military arts, but his thoughts turned to other things. One spring day he went out of the castle with his father. They were watching a farmer at his plowing when he noticed a bird descend to the ground and carry off a small worm that had been turned up by the farmer's plow. He sat down in the shade of a tree and thought about it, whispering to himself, Alas! Do all living creatures kill each other? The prince, who had lost his mother so soon after his birth, was deeply affected by the tragedy of these little creatures. This spiritual wound deepened and became ingrained in his mind day after day as he grew up. The king was increasingly worried as he tried in every possible way to cheer the prince and to turn his thoughts in other directions. The king arranged the marriage of the prince at the age of 19 to the princess Yashodara. For 10 years, in the different pavilions of spring, autumn and the rainy season, the prince was immersed in rounds of music, dancing, and pleasure, but always his thoughts returned to the problem of suffering as he pensively tried to understand the true meaning of human life. The luxuries of the palace, this healthy body, this rejoicing youth. What do they mean to me, he thought. Someday we may be sick, we shall become aged from death there is no escape. 
A man struggling for existence will naturally look for something of value. There are two ways of looking and a wrong way. If he looks in the wrong way he recognizes that sickness, old age and death are unavoidable, but he seeks the opposite. If he looks in the right way he recognizes the true nature of sickness, old age and death, and he searches for meaning in that which transcends all human sufferings. In my life of pleasures I seem to be looking in the wrong way. Thus the spiritual struggle went on in the mind of the prince. His child, Rahula, was born when he was 29. Then he decided to leave the palace and look for the solution of his spiritual unrest in the homeless life of a mendicant. However, his anguish did not end and many devils tempted him saying, you would do better to return to the castle for the whole world would soon be yours. But he told the devil that he did not want the whole world. So he shaved his head and turned his steps toward the south, carrying a begging bowl in his hand. The prince first visited the hermit Bhagava and watched his ascetic practices. He then went to Arada Kalama and Udraka Ramaputra to learn their practices, but he became convinced that they would not lead him to enlightenment. Finally he went to the land of Mugada and practiced asceticism in the forest of Uravilva and the banks of the Niranjana river. The methods of his practice were unbelievably rigorous. He spurred himself on with the thought that, no ascetic in the past, none in the present, and none in the future, ever has practiced or ever will practice more earnestly than I do. Still, the prince could not realize his goal. After six years in the forest he gave up the practice of asceticism. He went bathing in the river and accepted a bowl of milk from the hand of Sujata to aid in a healthy recovery. He was still weak, but at the risk of losing his life he attempted yet another period of meditation, saying to himself, blood may become exhausted, flesh may decay, bones may fall apart, but I will never leave this place until I find the way to enlightenment. He was desperate and filled with confusing thoughts, dark shadows overhung his spirit, and he was beleaguered by all the lures of the devils. Carefully and patiently he examined them one by one and rejected them all. It was a hard struggle indeed, making his blood run thin, his flesh fall away, and his bones crack. But when the morning star appeared in the eastern sky, the struggle was over and the prince's mind was as clear and bright as the breaking day. He had, at last, found the path to enlightenment. It was December 8th when the prince became a Buddha at 35 years of age.